Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Talking to Nobody podcast. I'm your host, Zane Talkington. And last week, we took a little break for our mental health, but we are back this week ready to rock with an amazing guest, Marissa Godinez. She is an actor, artist, writer, furniture flipper, and environmental advocate. When Marissa was 19, she moved from Hawaii to L.A. to pursue acting, and as many actors do, worked as a bartender to support herself. However, during the pandemic, Marissa moved to Georgia and used her time to start her own business and YouTube channel as a furniture flipper, The Miss Flips. And now she is able to support her acting career from home while doing something that she loves. In her videos, she provides detailed tutorials on how to restore furniture and turn it into your main source of income. This is an informative interview for anyone who is looking to find a new side hustle and say goodbye to the jobs that make us miserable. We talk about how to overcome creative blocks, flipping your disadvantages into advantages, getting curious about spirituality, her passion for preserving the environment, and how to create a truthful, emotional life for your character. Please enjoy the Miss Flips, Marissa Godinez. Talking to nobody. So you want to be somebody. Marissa. Oh, hello, you guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just chilling. I have red wine. Your Yay! Favorite red wine. Yes. Cheers. Yes. Love Nathan, it. Nathan is not drinking right now. So cute. What is what is that? It's water Goo. with green like energy syrup stuff that you put in there it's like healthy energy syrup stuff that you put in so ah yeah interesting i've never heard of healthy and syrup and energy being in the same sentence (laughs) (laughs) that's cool though you look at the back of it and i'm like what's in it and literally nothing so i'm like how is it good for you then Did you get in trouble? Are you sleeping in that room with the mattress? Is, is, that, what, is that what happened? Oh, is that a mattress? Yeah, it's a blow-up mattress. That's hilarious. No, so this is this is my my office space slash guest bedroom slash self-tape room. So when Jordan and I have auditions and such, we just put up the mattress and it becomes our self-tape space. That's awesome. 
That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Or when or when somebody annoys the other, then mm, it's your bedroom. Yeah, at least we have a place other than the couch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How is the house? Are you guys still renovating it at all, or it's pretty done? It's it's pretty done. I mean, the the most that we're doing now is just decorating and like furnishing where we need to furnish. Like I I actually just released a video today where I was making over these stools from Jordan's parents' garage. So they had like these pair of stools that were just old and dirty and scratched up. One of them was painted in like two coats of purple. So I just went and sanded them down and yeah, put them for our kitchen counter. And so it's just like little things like that. Frames, pictures up on the wall, paintings, decorative kind of stuff. Do you do most of that or does he pitch in once in a while? So when it comes to the furniture stuff, I do the work and he has a say. Like he'll he'll be like, okay, well, I kind of like this color. I kind of like that color. I think we should do this there and that here. But then I do like the the actual like flipping furniture and all that jazz. But honestly, I don't really have any of my own pieces in the house other than the two chairs that I just redid. But as far as like the decoration and stuff, he actually is way more picky about it than I am. Really? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like he'll be like, no, I don't really think that this goes like in this room. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really care. So you put it wherever you want. <laughs> I feel like that's the opposite with that. Well, I mean, you're very particular with your taste. We just have very different styles. So we've tried sure. to find like a happy medium. Do you guys have like a pretty similar style? Uh, I feel like we got kind of lucky on that. We we like a lot of the same things. He, I feel like he's a little bit more like, I don't even know how to say it. Like, it's not like dingy isn't the right word because he's not dingy at all but like it's more he's he's much more like rough around the edges like he doesn't like his picture frames to be in frame or his pictures to be in frames he likes them to be like out of frames and like just kind of like tacked onto the wall yeah yeah and i'm i'm much more like i want things to be in frame but the but that's the thing like it has absolutely no importance to me really at the right. end of the day like if i like the picture to me that's what matters yeah. it matters more than whether or not it's in a frame right <laughs> but very true yeah it could have like a little thumbtack in it but as long yeah. as you like the picture it's exactly yeah. yeah but for the most part we've definitely for sure lucked out on our our tastes being so similar oh that's awesome i mean i feel yeah. like i don't know we've found a nice compromise would you say yeah i think so i mean mine's more <laughs> industrial sort of modern type uh, and zane is very like eccentric boho kind of buddhas everywhere <laughs> crystals yeah. yeah oh i love it that's awesome so, we try to fuse the two yeah i feel like we've we've done a good job right i think so i still have my christmas tree up so i'm not sure how you feel about that but it'll be down soon <laughs> i always keep it up till valentine's day that's like my tradition so we're that's almost there so cute i honestly i wish that i had thought about that when Jordan was trying to take ours down. 
I wish I had thought about like, just leave it up until Valentine's Day. That's like all I need. It's a tradition. Yes. Yes. Just tell him that it's it's a thing. It's what you Hilarious. do. Okay. Well, I'm going to do that next year because he took it down literally like right after New Year's. And I was like, no. Oh, no. No, you have to like phase out of it. I, I, I don't like to have a an abrupt end to Christmas. For sure. The day of or the day after Halloween to oh, yeah. uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. So it's up for like a solid months. four months. <laughs> months. That's amazing. Do you guys have a fake tree or a real tree? It's a fake tree. I don't think a real tree would last that long. I was, I, I I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could try it one year, but right now the tree is on a white rug, so mm. I feel like it would all the little oh my god yeah all the needles just everywhere everywhere did you guys have a real tree or a fake tree yeah so i grew up always having real trees because my mom loves the christmasy smell and everything and jordan is the exact opposite he grew up like with only one single fake tree basically his entire life so yeah so i was like all right if we buy a fake tree this year then you'll never get to experience a real tree. So we might as well try a real tree first, see if you like it. Yeah. And then get the fake tree if you don't. But Maybe I took it down so quickly. Like, <laughs> Screw this. <laughs> yeah. No, never, never again. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, probably. He he didn't he didn't like the needles. He wasn't a fan. Oh, so I, they do smell good though. Like I get everything Christmas tree scented, like Febreze, Christmas yeah, tree yeah, scent, yeah. All, all the good <laughs> candles, everything. I love it. Cute, yeah, same. Well, getting back to you, I know you mentioned when we were talking about your favorite drink that you used to work at like a pretty high end cocktail bar. So, what drink would you have picked if we were going cocktails? Yeah, so cocktails. My favorite cocktail is called the French Martini. Ooh. And it's it's delicious. For the people who like sweet things, it is definitely for you. It's just I love pineapple and like cherry flavors together. And like that is exactly what a French martini is. It's muddled pineapple with um, cherry liqueur and then vodka and a little bit of lemon juice. And Ooh. it's just so good. It's so good. They're dangerous oh. for sure. That sounds really good. Do you think you like those flavors because you're from Hawaii? Probably. That probably definitely has a little bit to do with it. Just like it reminds me of home type of thing. Yeah. But but it's just also really good. <laughs> like if you drink it, it's just like, oh my God, I could literally drink this forever. Oh. It's, yeah, it it's sounds bad. like the perfect combination, like a sweet sourness. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. sounds really yeah. good. Sounds like something yeah. you would like because you like those more like sweet drinks, right? Yeah. 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 I'm Jordan. More, like, dry. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan's the same way. He loves sweet drinks. And so when he came, like when we first started dating before the pandemic and everything, he came into my work and I made him one. And he was like, oh my God, like freaking out. He thought it was so good. Uh, well, we'll have to try him. Like next time we're all together, maybe we can like all make oh, them. Oh, for sure. And, yes. For sure. That'll uh, be great. I love experimenting and trying new cocktails. So Hell good. Yeah. So then I also like to start out with horoscope zodiac sign comparison just for fun just to like see i don't know if you believe in all that but it's just fun to like compare and contrast so that's why i asked you for your birthday and you're Uh, a capricorn just like me what is your birthday december 29th 
Oh, cute! Just yes. a few days before. Yeah. How, what'd you do for your birthday? Did you guys do anything fun? Uh, what did I? Oh, yeah. My mom and godmom came into town and we went to Savannah. I have driven through Savannah once before, but I had never actually like been in the city, looked at the architecture of the town or anything. And my godmom is an interior designer and architect, so she was like the perfect person to go with and she loves Savannah architecture. So we went there and she was like basically doing the tour for all of the tour guides. It was really, really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was a good time for sure. For sure. Isn't it like supposed to be really kind of spooky and haunted there in Savannah? So that's what they say because a lot of people died there and it definitely has a a rich history with the with the enslaved and everything it's just it's it's really depressing but that it's it's empowering in a way and there's like the way that things are going now like on the plaques instead of saying slave owners and the slaves it says the enslaved and so it's it's a very powerful distinction that people are trying to make like they are not slaves they are enslaved they're yes. being forced to be there. And yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just makes a very clear distinction of like, these people are not slaves. Like that's not who they are as people. Right. And like- it's not their title. Exactly, exactly. And it was just really cool to like go and see that and experience it. It was, it was awesome. That's so cool. Wow, that that makes me so happy. I wonder, was it always like that or did they just recently change it to It's been enslaved? a recent, yeah, it's been a recent good. thing. Yeah. Oh, it, sad uh, that it's of, just now happening, but good. I know, I know. Yeah, some of the some of the buildings still have the old Oh my god, what is it called? The words that you use like the mm. Some of the old language jargon, 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 terminology, vernacular, Vernacular, that's the word that I was looking for. Thank you. But yeah, some of the houses and tours definitely still have the old vernacular, but a lot of them are, are moving in the direction of having more like, yeah, this is what it is. This is what it's not type of thing. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to go there. Maybe we'll we'll come out to Atlanta, we'll have the French martini, and then we'll take like a day trip <laughs> out to Savannah. Hell yeah. I love it. Let's fun. do it. <laughs> so yes. Okay, so January 6th or 5th, it says yeah. that you are a full-grown adult since the age of six. So like you're an old soul, I guess it's saying. Would you say that's All pretty right. true? For the most part, yeah. I would say I've I've been told that I, I am an old soul. The responsible friend motivated by leadership opportunities. Yeah, I I actually, yeah, Jordan and I were just having this conversation. I, I, I was telling him that I definitely would be in politics if it weren't for the fact that I think I would get assassinated. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm kind of avoiding that route just because Um, you have like really strong opinions or just because i feel like whoever tries to do good in this country like actual good tends to get assassinated yes so i'm just avoiding that and that like it's a cool thing because i get to do acting but then also have a voice yes that's i mean not get assassinated so yeah exactly (laughs) well hopefully right right fingers crossed (laughs) takes a while to warm up to people represses Mm. any emotion that gets in the way of success 
I would say that's that's kind of true. It definitely, I definitely have my guard up with most people when I first meet them, but I can usually tell who is the appropriate person to have your guard up around and who isn't. Because like, there's the type of people where you want to have your guard up and you want to keep it up. And then there's like other times where there's the people who are just chill. Yeah. How do you think you can tell the difference? Like, is it like an unspoken vibe that you get from the person? It's it's honestly like if they have their guard up, then I tend to put up mine. I'm like, okay, well, why do you have your guard up? Yeah. Who's going like, to leave sus- it up the longest? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a competition type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It says that Capricorns born on the 5th of January are resourceful and easily overcome obstacles in life. They will rely on intelligence and common sense tuned into the need of each specific task at hand. I mean, yeah. (laughs) It's hard to like agree with these things without being like, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. (laughs) I'm pretty resourceful. I feel like you are resourceful though, especially because you you're taking this furniture and you're you're flipping it, you're restoring it and making it beautiful again. You're giving it a fresh start. So Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah, I I would say I'm pretty resourceful. Jordan definitely that's something he says he admires about me a lot is like how like easy it is for me to just kind of like go with the flow and figure it out as it comes type of thing instead of like just sitting there worrying about shit and like trying to like force something to be worked out yeah you just kind of i i I try to force it and i get really like aggravated if it doesn't work when i want it to work but i feel like you're pretty good at either taking your time and making it work or being able to leave it be yeah, I think so. I mean, I'll, I'll spend the right amount of time on it to be like, am I just looking at it from the wrong angle or is there mm. a better way to do this? And after I try it a couple of times, then it, if it's still not working, I'll be like, yep, this is give up. But you're good <laughs> at like quickly changing your strategy behind it without, see, like I just get frustrated and I wouldn't say I'm a quitter, but I just, I, I need to take a breath. I feel like you're good and you're probably good too at just like taking a breath and then proceeding to finish it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely get aggro. Like, <laughs> like there has definitely been times when things go wrong in my garage and I like literally like throw whatever tool is in my hand, not like across the room or anything, but like at the ground pedal. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's me for sure. <laughs> Well, some famous people that were born on January 5th, there, there's quite a few, like big ones. Diane mm-hmm. Keaton, Bradley Cooper, Suki Waterhouse, Robert Duvall, January Jones, and Uday Chopra. He's a he's a Bollywood actor and screenwriter. So I thought Interesting. that was cool. Yeah, I, I definitely have been curious about that and for sure have looked it up before. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. I, I forget who shares my birthday. I know Michelle Obama is also a Capricorn. And when I found that out, it like made my whole life. So that, that's Love really that. all. All that matters is, is <laughs> being a Capricorn with Michelle Obama. Right. <laughs> 
So you do so much. You're a furniture flipper. You're an actor. It seems like you're an environmental advocate. Like, what what else do you do? What what other things would you say that you are? I am an artist. Like I paint. I do photography. I That's make right. music. And I oh I write. I I write like scripts and stuff. Wow. So. Yeah, I come from a very artsy family. Like my whole dad's side of the family is like musicians, writers, painters, like singers, and there's even actors in there. Oh, and my I found this out like way later in my life. Like my grandfather on his side used to do what I'm doing now, like furniture stuff. And oh my gosh. yeah. Yeah, I had no idea until I started flipping furniture. And then my dad and my aunts and uncles and everything were like, oh my God, our grandfather, or your your grandfather used to do this. And, and like my uncle just sent me a, a photo of like this fence that he built that goes to his backyard. And it's like ornate, like it's stunning. Wow. Yeah. And I had no idea, no clue. That's so crazy. Yeah. So it did was you wild. just pick up this skill on your own? Are you self-taught? I mean, I feel like like many people I'm YouTube taught. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the school Aren't we of all YouTube. These days? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I found furniture flipping when like during the pandemic, Jordan and I had just moved to Georgia. We were still living with his parents and I was looking for something to entertain myself and I love like furniture or not furniture flipping, but house flipping shows like Joanna Gaines and, and Chip Gaines and the property brothers. Yeah. 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 And like, I love property brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. But yeah, so I was specifically looking for fixer upper, the one with Joanna and Chip Gaines and I couldn't find anything that I hadn't seen before. Like I'd seen all their early seasons, all the things that are on like HGTV, like for free and stuff. So I was like, okay, I need to find more. (laughs) So I went on the hunt on YouTube and like looking for this stuff. And one thing led to another. I went from house flipping and renovations to like castle remodeling in, in Europe, which by the way, if you haven't checked out castle flipping, it is insane. It is so cool. It really is. Like they have an entire channel dedicated to like restoring old historical castles and buildings in Europe. It's amazing. Highly recommend. Like restoring them to live in them, like for families. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Dude, I want to live in a castle. I know. (laughs) I know. It's wild. But yeah, so I I found that. And then one thing led to another and and furniture flipping just kind of came out of the blue. And that was that. So before that, did you ever do like I remember one time in college, I had to take like a stagecraft class and we had to yeah. learn about like all the different tools and just I was not good at it at all. But we just <laughs> learned the basics and a little bit of painting. Did you ever take a class like that? Not a class, but I grew up on a large property with lots of different cottages on it. And my mom had like a like a, a live on handyman. Like he lived on the property and would do like 
stuff around the house and my mom was always doing stuff around the house and like fixing up all the cottages and whatnot. And like, we would rent the cottages out. And so like every time a tenant would move out, we would redo whatever needed to be done in there. And so I kind of learned a lot of skills without really knowing that I learned a lot of skills. Like when I started using the tools necessary for furniture flipping, I found it quite easy because I had seen it used so many times in my youth. So that's so crazy. So what is your process when you begin restoring a piece? Because you don't sell to like specific customers, right? Like you just take a piece, you make it the way you want to, and then you sell it. Or do you take requests from people? Like, how do you come up with that artistic vision when restoring a piece? So it's, it's both. Like I, I do, I do commissioned work as well as, as like just my, my own stuff because commissioned pieces like are kind of sporadic, but I have a YouTube channel and so I need a video out every week. So I, I tend to just like kind of do whatever comes my way and whatever lines up for the next week's video. But as far as like the creative aspect of it, it's kind of hard to say. I actually made a TikTok about this and it's literally like I'm staring at this piece, like even when I'm not actually in front of it. Like even before I pick it up from the person that I'm buying it from, I'm I'm sitting there visualizing and I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then if I don't figure it out by the time I start, it's kind of like, okay, well, fuck it. (laughs) Let's just start and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's really interesting. I feel like for me, it would be hard to look at something and see what it could potentially be. Mm. Where, Where do you think a skill like that comes from like just imagination or from watching other people i think it's a i think it's definitely a mixture of both like i i would never have have thought about doing the designs that i do now on furniture if it wasn't for the people that i follow on instagram and the people that i look up to so like there's definitely inspiration that comes from there and like yeah so when i first started out i mainly just followed YouTubers. And a lot of them kind of have the same style. They have like the same trick. They paint the majority of the piece and then leave like the top two drawers unpainted and like stain it and whatnot. And that's like a classic thing to leave two drawers unpainted. Ooh. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like everybody's doing it. And so like, I feel like that definitely was the realm that I was in when I first started out. Like I was I was doing the two drawers unpainted. I was doing the leave part of this stained, leave the rest painted or whatever. But it wasn't until I started like actually getting into the community that I realized that there was people doing stuff that I have been wanting to do but didn't know how to do with like tape and like painting like different designs using the tape and that's like my shit like I love art deco cool geometric designs like yeah yeah me too it's It's almost like pinstriping how they do pinstriping on cars when they like re-spray paint a car and they use the tape and they like design these intricate designs and patterns and then spray Mm -hmm. paint through those so yeah that's really awesome yeah. So cool. Are you a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to that? Like when you're taping or just working on a piece in general, like will you redo it until you get it 
the right whatever right means <laughs> way are you just kind of like let's just whatever let's um, go with the flow i mean it kind of depends on what you mean by by like perfectionist like when it comes to lining things up i try to get them as close as possible to being symmetrical because like a lot of my designs you know, it has to be kind of that mirrored effect to be art deco like if it's slightly off a little bit one way or the other then it's going to throw off the whole look of the piece but also i try to give myself leeway in the sense that i have to recognize that this is hand painted this isn't like i'm not measuring anything i'm not doing exact like measuring every single distance making sure everything oh, really? lines okay. up I'm just kind of eyeballing it and seeing what happens. And I think for me, at least, that's kind of what adds to the to the Uniqueness? creativity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, if you do everything exact, then it just becomes like a cookie cutter, like perfection. And I like the human element of it all, I, I guess. That. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, because you're right. Like it, it when you're getting that like cookie cutter perfect formula it becomes kind of commercialized in yeah. a way like something you would get from ikea and and so yeah you're making it like so unique and and if there is a flaw which like i wouldn't even call it a flaw but for lack of a better word like something mm -hmm. that is i guess off from like what i don't know the norm would be for a piece like that kind of yeah it gives it its own uniqueness in a way just embracing yeah. those imperfections yeah yeah, yeah. that's exactly. actually like that's really beautiful it makes me think of mater from cars oh my god yeah he's like oh i like my dents my dents have story oh and it's like if you look at your piece i don't know like it there's there's a story there and i think that's just yeah. really that's a good way to look at life too. Yeah. I actually I just worked on a piece like recently that was kind of beat up, but it was an authentic like early I think it actually came out Oh man, I'm forgetting, but like early early 1900s, but the company dates back to the 1700s, the company that made it. Yeah. And wow. but like yeah, so this thing was like authentic and had been through the ringer. Like there were dense like all over the bottom little skirt part on the top there were a few little scratches in the finish and whatnot and I thought like would I rather sand it down have like the original like wood grain and everything but like get rid of that finish and everything and have it be really perfect or would I rather keep the character and keep the stories and have it just be that and yes. I decided to go with the latter. I decided to to make it exist the way it is and make it beautiful for what it is. Yes, I'm so glad you did that. <laughs> yeah, keep the character. That's that's so great. I, I feel like we need more of that these days because especially with Amazon and being everything to just get everything exactly when you mm -hmm. need it. Well, we're we're losing that. That's why I love vinyl records because mm. you can see my collection down there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be because I feel like with music and furniture like no offense to Ikea but <laughs> we're not sponsored by them so it's fine and we're mad at them too because it took forever for us to get armrests for our freaking couch it was like six months anyways Jesus. but yeah it, it's insane but that's why I love 
records because you it's kind of like videotapes as well. Like you have to rewind the videotape to watch the movie with records. Like you, you're meant to listen to the whole album, the way mm. the artist intended you to listen to it in that order. Sure. And nowadays you can go on. And I, I mean, yes, I use Spotify. My podcast is on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Apple music, Amazon music. Like we can get our music whenever we want it. We can listen to a song whenever we want it. And it just kind of like takes away from I don't know, like when that song, your favorite song would come on the radio, you're like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite song. Like we don't need to have that moment anymore because whenever you want to listen to it, it's you there. just turn it on. It's yeah. there. Yeah. So, and same with, with furniture, I guess it's, it's like, there's, there's not often where you have a piece of furniture that like has character and it has a story to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that you did that. That's so cool. Thank you. When do you feel most creative? Is there a specific time of day where you like to work on your piece? Not necessarily a specific time of day. I would say that the the more I do it, the more I feel creative. So like it's for me, it's it's a horrible time getting out of bed. Like I I hate getting out of bed. My bed is so comfortable and I like just like sleeping in and being lazy and cozy especially during the winter my god but yeah so it's it's very hard especially knowing that i have to like go do work i have to go like actually sweat and put effort and like lift things and sand things and hammer things like it's it's tough knowing that i have to go do that but yeah. for me it's the creativity starts as soon as i start so like it's not that I feel compelled to go create. It's that I have to compel myself to create. And then I start being creative. Mm. And, and like, like with a lot of things, I feel like starting is the hardest part. And so as soon as you, you kind of get past that and actually start, you'll be like, oh yeah, I do love doing this. Oh yeah. Right. This is actually what I love to do. This is cool. I feel that way with auditions mm. like you you want auditions so bad and then you get one and of course <laughs> you're happy you got it but then you're like oh I gotta memorize my lines oh 100%, I don't want to sit down and do this yeah but then when you sit down and you actually do it then you're like oh yeah this is this is why I'm doing yep. this I yep. love it yep. so yeah starting is definitely the hardest part mm-hmm. what do you do when you or have you ever encountered a creative block and when you do how do you kind of like shake yourself out of that and keep it fresh yeah it that's that's something i i deal with a lot a lot actually not so much with acting or, or furniture flipping but more so with writing writing for me has always been a struggle like i've always started i have three scripts right now that wow. are like started and i haven't felt compelled to go back and write them at all not in the least and it's like it's i i don't think i've i've really figured out how to overcome that yet honestly i think it's a i think it's a, a thing that you you have to figure out kind of as you go and learn to overcome depending on on what it is that you're trying to overcome definitely um but like I like I was saying earlier, I think the easiest way to get over that is just to do it. Just 
just do it. Nike. Nike, man. <laughs> yes, they, they got it right. <laughs> Honestly. Like, yeah. starting is the hardest part. So just get over that hurdle and you're good to go. I, I think I struggled with that this last year the most because I knew I wanted, I, I love acting. I know that that is my passion, but I also was starting to feel a pull towards other things. Mm. Like, like I did a semester of school last year and took some classes and then I am doing this podcast now. And, and I feel like the older I get, the more I realize that you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket. Oh, for sure. You don't have to have like one particular passion that you that you only focus on and I feel like you're you're the same way you're dabbling in a lot of different things is there a specific area that you feel more of a pull to right now acting yeah for sure 100% acting I don't think I've ever wanted to do anything more than I've wanted to act but acting is is a journey and I feel like anyone who is pursuing acting knows that and they know that that they are not necessarily like calling the shots when it comes to their own career. Yeah. Like a lot of times it's just waiting for your your reps to to like be like, hey, we got an audition for you, or like, hey, you got this role, you're acting today. Like but I I feel like there there comes a a moment when you're when you're like, okay. I can either put all my eggs in one basket and then support myself doing something that I absolutely hate while I pursue the thing that I love and then wait for it to happen. But like there was a there was an aha moment I think for Jordan and I during the pandemic where we we're like, "Oh, we don't have to do things we hate." <laughs> We don't, we, that's, that's like something that we tell ourselves. Like there yeah. are so many jobs out there. There are so many opportunities out there and you just like the old cliche of like, oh, I'm an actor. Oh, what restaurant do you work at? Like, yep. oh. that, yeah, that doesn't have to be a thing. The only reason why it's a thing is because we made it so. And so like figuring out that's that's like the main thing is just figuring out what else makes you happy and finding it doesn't mean that you're finding like a a settled job like well in if this doesn't happen then I'll just fall back on this it's not a fallback plan it's just finding something that makes you happy that's going to keep you creative that's going to fulfill you until whatever happens happen until that day comes when you get that call and you get that acting job or whatever the case may be yeah. yes. just finding something to to fill your time with that actually helps you versus drains you yes and and keeps you inspired to do the thing that you are really working towards because when you're doing the things that you hate, that's going to make you not want to do the thing that you really want to do because you're going to be depressed and you're going to be tired sure. and you're going to be like, what's what's the point? Yeah. So I I think you're exactly right. And that's what I've been learning more and more too. Would you say you've been feeling that way too? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, life is too short to be doing things that you don't want to do. So it's like, yeah, you have to, you have to find that joy in other things you know, yeah like like you said just you not know, keeping yourself tied down to doing it 
to a certain formula. Or because you feel like that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I definitely agree. What were some of those things that you were doing that you started to notice? Oh, yeah, I, I can't do this anymore. This is making me miserable. Like, what were some of those jobs that you I mean, worked? Working at a restaurant. Yeah. That was, that was literally like I... So I was living in LA, we all went to the academy. And so I was in school. And then when I graduated, I got my first job as a server. I lied to get my first job as a That's server. What you have to do. Yeah, I put like two other restaurants, I think. Yeah, because I had a job working as a hostess when I was back on Maui, but never been a server. And I said that I worked like two or three server jobs. I forget how many I said, but I got the job and it was the worst experience of my life. It was Labor Day weekend. Oh, and I worked. Yeah, I worked at a or no Memorial Day weekend. Either way. They both have to work in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this was a a restaurant at the Peterson Museum. Do you know what that is? The car museum? Oh, yeah. We just went there a couple weeks ago. Oh, no way. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked at uh, Drago, the restaurant inside it, the Italian restaurant. Oh, there's um, a restaurant in there? Was it closed? They're they're changing it. I think it might be a new restaurant now. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I worked in that restaurant and our busy times came in waves because they would go with the the tour times. So we were empty, just completely empty. And mind you, I had had three days of training at this point at my first restaurant job ever. And this entire restaurant went from being empty to completely full in the span of maybe five minutes. It was the worst day. I was holding it together so well. And as soon as I got into my car, I just sobbed. I was embarrassed. I was stressed. I was angry. Like it was just a whole mixture of emotions that just broke as soon as I got into the car. And that, that feeling eventually dulled, but I feel like that feeling never really goes away when you're working in restaurants. Like, especially because I worked at a at Bistro Jolie. It's up, I don't know if you guys know where that is. It's up in like the hills kind of by, like, so if you're going from, oh my God, I'm forgetting like every street name. <laughs> Shit. It's, it's just like on top of the hill in this little like shopping center or whatever. And so we get like a lot of, famous people looking to be discreet. A lot of them are nice, but a lot of them are not. And most of the time you get the the not so nice people. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's just it sucks. It sucks. It wears you down and yeah, it's just not a good time. So I I and I found myself getting into like physical pain too sometimes. Like I I ended up having like sciatica at one point, yeah, I'm 27 years old and I'm like, or at the time I was like 24 years old. And I literally had a moment where I had a sciatic, I had like my first ever sciatic spasm and I collapsed in our bathroom at work. And I just laid on the floor waiting for the spasm to end. 
it was the worst thing ever. And as soon as I quit, I never had a sciatic spasm again. Wow. Yeah. So it definitely takes a toll. And that is definitely the industry that made me realize like, fuck the bitch. Yeah, never again. <laughs> was that, that moment in the bathroom, was that like the breaking point for you when you were like, yeah, I'm done? Or did you stay after that for a little bit? I stayed, unfortunately, just because I needed money. And it was a really, really good paying job. And I had just started bartending at the time. So like, I I love bartending because it's another creative outlet. It's, it's just you get to mix and create drinks and it's really fun. But like, it, it was definitely a money thing that made me stay. And but the thing that sucks, though, the thing that really sucks that I think about a lot is that a lot of people don't have the means to quit that job and start finding something that they like. And yeah. like, I never, ever, ever would have started furniture flipping if it hadn't been for the pandemic, if it hadn't been for me. I actually got into a car crash and totaled my car and I remember you telling us that story. Yeah, yeah. and I had to Ugh. I had to get an SUV or I didn't have to get an SUV. I wanted to get an SUV for my next car. I didn't know why, but I just got one because I like to be in a bigger car. And then right. all of a sudden I find it to be the most perfect vehicle for furniture flipping. And whereas if I had my old car, I wouldn't be able to pick up pieces or do anything like that. And it's just without a garage, I wouldn't have been able to flip. And it just sucks thinking about all the limitations that that we have that don't allow us to find that other thing that keep us stuck in in whatever situation that that we're in. And it, it sucks that a lot of people never get that opportunity to find what they love to do. Yes. It really sucks. It, it really does. And and I feel so grateful that you know, we, we are in the position that we are in now. And I mean, it's definitely been a journey as I'm sure it sounds like it's been for you. And But the fact that you can look at a situation like you totaling your car and you being stuck in the pandemic and having to move and all that, but you've put a positive spin on it and you've like learned this new skill that that just that's a testament to to who you are, Marissa, as a person like that's Thank that's you. resilience and that's creativity. And, and I'm sure, of course, we've I'm sure we've all had those moments where something happens like a car accident or, or you lose someone or you have to go through a big life change that you didn't expect like us having to go to Florida for a year and a half. <laughs> These totally unexpected obstacles that happen in life. I think it's okay to to feel those, to feel this the, the disappointment and the frustration when they come about. And yeah, maybe you sit in that for a little bit. We're human. That's totally okay. Mm -hmm. But I feel like creative people are the ones that are able and everybody is creative in their own way but I feel like a true creative can really make that flip <laughs> flip with, with those situations and be like okay like this this is a disadvantage this is not what I expected and there's nothing I can do now but how can I I change this around and make it work for me and that's exactly what you did and now and now you have a job that I mean 
I'm assuming you you kind of enjoy, right? It enables you to oh, be yeah. creative. Oh yeah, yeah, I, and you I don't love... have to work at a restaurant anymore. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's great. I mean at the end of the day, all that is is improv. It's yeah, like yes, you're you're on stage, someone drops a line, and you have to figure out what the hell to do. Figure it out. So... That's freaking life, man. <laughs> life is yeah. all improvising. Yeah, it's just playing exactly. different characters. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a book I read in one of my classes. It's called Free Play, and I think you would love it. I took a Sources of Creativity class last semester, and this book is all about that. It's it's about improvisation in life and music, not just mm. music, but in life. And I was like, that's all life is is improvising, and and sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. But either way, you just I think you just get better at it the more you embrace those situations as opposed to getting mad at those situations uh, here's so. here's the thing i grew up with a very like very virtual mother for lack of a better word and so i i have been raised with the philosophy that breathing meditation grounding yourself all those sorts of things are just part of life like you you have to take things with a grain of salt and kind of just like breathe let it go release and you're good and like i actually speaking of releasing she introduced me to this thing called the release technique about 10 years ago now and it's it's really cool it's it's just all about like okay you're in this situation nothing at all is gonna change about it so like it's impossible to change it so you may as well be happy even if it's not changing. And then most of the time, once you like once you establish happiness in your current situation, most of the time the thing that seemed impossible to change changes on its own. Yes. And you were happy the entire time it was happening and once it's finished you're even happier. And it's like yeah. like why I'm I I didn't really explain it that well. It kind of sounds like like a shitty thing. Like you're putting yourself through this shitty situation, but you're happy about it. No, um, no, but I get it. Yeah, it's it's just all about resistance gets you nowhere ever. Like if you're resisting a situation, it's like resisting the flow of a river. If you're if you're getting pulled downstream and you're fighting that river, you're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. All it's going to do is tire you out and you're going to end up flowing down that river anyway because you're so tired you can't fight it anymore. So what the best option is, is just to lay on your back, enjoy the view, and let the river take you where it's going to take you. And that yes. way at least you have an enjoyable ride. Yeah, oh, that is, that's so beautiful. It's just surrendering. Yeah, all. exactly. Because there's going to be so many moments like that in life. And even if you get through one, like I remember there was a moment in my life where everything was pretty good. I was like, wow, I feel I feel good. I feel happy. Like everything's going great. And I immediately was like, something's going to go wrong now. Mm. <laughs> and, and then I think because of that fear, things started to go wrong. Oh, yeah. Because I was like putting that out there into the universe and so i think you're right if you just have this mentality of like you know what i'm just gonna float 
I'm just going to float along. I'm just going to enjoy the journey, enjoy the view. Yeah. And if, if a rock comes up, okay, move it along. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting that you said that too, about how like, as soon as you thought that things kind of started to go wrong and it's, it's about where we put our attention as well, Yeah. Mm -hmm. because the more we look for bad things, the more we're going to see bad things, whether or not they were there or whether or not they came up when you thought that, who knows? But like, the more you focus on what you're grateful for, the more you focus on everything that's going right in your life, the more you will see that. So like writing the, the old thing about writing down everything that you're grateful for, or like five things, whatever, when you first wake up in the morning, when you first are, are getting ready to go to bed at night or whatever, if you write five things that you're grateful for, that's like been a ritual that people have known about forever. But like the thing is, there's a difference between just subtly acknowledging when you go to bed and when you go to sleep or when you wake up versus living in gratitude. And like, this is something that I have not even begun to master yet. Like I'm, I'm forever working on them, but like, Oh, it's a process. Oh, yeah. definitely. But like counting your blessings is a huge thing and being grateful for everything that, you know, is in your life right now. And like seeing little things as being, as being beautiful, like walking down the sidewalk and being like, Oh my God, this is the most beautiful sidewalk I've ever walked on. Damn. You know, like it's it's just like little things like that start to happen. Like I I've I've felt moments of it and it's like every day is just the sickest thing you've ever done. Like oh my god, it becomes so cool. But it's a it's a hard place to get to and it's a hard place to stay. So it's yeah, it's definitely something, you know, that you have to that you have to work on keeping. Do you consider yourself to be a spirit? Hey, it's I've always battled with spirituality. I'm, I'm a very logical and practical thinker. That's Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> yep, very yeah. much the same. Yeah, so I I like like knowing the science behind it. I like knowing the facts. I like knowing the numbers, like what is happening, what is going on. Who said this? Is this person factual? Does this person know what they're talking about? Like, I like doing my research and knowing exactly why people are saying that this is fact. And so when it comes to spirituality, it has no grounds, really. I mean, like, there's no numbers to calculate. There's no, like, fact check or anything for spirituality. So it's hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm spiritual. But at the same time, for me, it, it's it's more about like what I have come to know throughout my life, like what my personal experiences have led me to believe. Like, I I don't believe in heaven or hell. I don't believe that. Don't like, either. yeah, I don't believe in like like literal reincarnation where our spirit just like pops into the next body I think that like this is a com accumulation of like everything I know from science and from spirituality so it's like when we die I think that everything is recycled so it's not just your your physical body that goes into the earth and is reborn as nutrients or whatever for plants or animals whatever the case may be I think that it's our whole entire being that is recycled and so 
there's like everything in the universe is from the same matter from the same material so what makes our spirit or or our our yeah our spirit any different and so I think that like once we die our spirit goes back into like a, a pool of water it's like you take this glass you put it into the ocean and you pull it out and it's full of water but then when it's done living its life you pour it back into the ocean it's only in that glass temporarily until its atoms dissipate into the rest of the ocean and mend with all of the other atoms. And so that's why I think people feel like they have past life lives is because everything has memory, everything retains memory. And so when you feel like you have a past life, I think you just have a couple more atoms of spirit from that past life than you do of say your past life as Cleopatra, queen of Egypt. I don't know. That's so interesting because, yeah, I was raised Catholic Mm. and I am not Catholic (laughs) anymore. And I have nothing against religion. What I think religion is really beautiful in its own way. And and if you if you find hope in something and if that gets you through the day, then good for you. Find what works for you. And I fully support that. But for me personally, I would consider, yeah, I I would guess I'm a universe person, spiritual person. And, but yeah, I've, oh, I, I don't believe in heaven and hell, which that was a big realization for me because my dad passed away when I was 14. Mm. And that's one of the things that people always say, which I know they're just trying to comfort me and the best way that they know how, because how do you comfort? someone when yeah, you know they lost someone old, yeah 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 and so one thing they say is oh you'll see him again you'll see and i've even said that oh oh i'll see him again and mm. and then i started to dabble into buddhism and things like that i wouldn't consider myself a buddhist but i do really love the things i've read and the buddhist teachings and and things and i've i've considered oh reincarnation yeah that that could be the thing that happens but but i really don't know but the way that you put it with with water and it's just like you're just adding it back to this pool and maybe there's little things that you remember or maybe you remember something from somebody else's life Mm -hmm. and and that's why we have deja vu like oh like i've i've been here before but maybe it wasn't you maybe Hmm. it was somebody i don't know like that's that's such an interesting way to look at it how did you come up with that it, it like i was saying before it's it's more just like a, a blend of the two it's a blend between like my logical brain and my yeah. my spiritual brain because it's like okay well what there's obviously something that makes us move there's something that makes our heart beat there's this life force that the we can't really really like truly explain yeah so we all try to make sense of it but at the end of the day I, I think to myself, well, there's no there's no way it can be different than anything else. There's no way yeah. it doesn't follow the same laws as physics that every single thing else is governed by. So I'm like, okay, well, if my atoms of my physical body go into the earth, dissolve, break down, add nutrients, recycle, reuse, whatever it is, then the same must be for our souls or spirits, whatever you want to call it. And so I was like, all right, that makes the most sense to me. I think I'll go with that yeah. <laughs> for now at least. 
Yeah, exactly. And I love that you saying, oh, for now, at least, because we change every day. We we are never, I mean, I guess at our core, we're the same person, but we're ever changing and ever learning. And tomorrow we could discover something new and be like, okay, yeah, that, that resonates with me today. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're leaving it open-ended. Like, you're not putting yourself in a box. And I feel like that's kind of what religion felt like for me. Mm -hmm. It was putting myself in a box that you have to commit to forever. And it just, that's why I didn't feel like it sat with me the way that I needed it to. I I know you, Nathan, have, you don't really believe in anything, which is totally fine. Yeah, no, I mean, again, it's not about me, but yeah. Oh, um, I mean, it's a conversation. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, I, I, I am interested, like, I love, I love yeah. talking about religion and all that sort of stuff, so I, I am interested. Yeah, I'm, I've always been this strong believer about like science as well and mm-hmm. crunching the numbers and, and statistics and everything. <laughs> so I'm a big believer of evolution mm-hmm. and, and that's how everything created and then everything will eventually evolve into something else and keep changing. Like you said, yeah, but I don't think there's heaven or hell, or I don't think there's a place we go to after we pass on. I don't know what happens. Obviously nobody does, but watch us like end up in heaven and be like, Whoa, What's up? Okay, <laughs> never mind. As long as there's drinks here, I'm good. Right. I'll be the first to admit I was wrong. I'll be like, okay, my bad. All right, my <laughs> bad. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think it's it's so interesting to hear other people's beliefs and to have a conversation with with people who all have like their own little beliefs and theories and not be like, no, you're wrong. I think oh, that's sure. so rare to find people who can sit down and have a civilized conversation and just like just share ideas and it's like okay cool that's awesome like why do you think that and so no I think your all of our opinions are equally worthy of being heard 100% and they're equally true as far as we know yes yeah (laughs) I think everybody is correct and incorrect at the same time Right. It's it's just interesting, like your point about religion, how you have to like stay in the box and like you have to believe this for the rest of your life. Like that is essentially what religion is. And I feel like the opposite goes for for science. Science is constantly and forever changing, forever evolving. And people are always like learning new things. Like they think one thing is fact one day and then decades later, they're like, oh, this thing that we thought was true wasn't really true. <laughs> and it's just such an interesting thing to watch the 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 contrast between those two things, like religion and science. It's it's, uh, it's as if one is... No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, this is your episode. You can say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I appreciate that freedom, but I'll uh, take a drink instead. There you go. <laughs> so speaking of water and the earth, I noticed in your posts on Instagram that you also have a passion for the ocean, the environment. Where do you think that passion came from? Definitely from living in Hawaii. And being born and raised there and growing up and seeing the the changes that have kind of come from overpopulization and pollution and everything, it becomes very apparent when you literally are, are seeing it 
like right in front of your eyes. Like the the reefs there are in horrible, horrible condition, and it's it's heartbreaking. Like if you watch videos of of time lapses, or not necessarily time lapses, because they've only been a thing for a decade or however long, whatever. But if you look at old pictures of how Hawaiian reefs used to look like, it's unfathomable to me. I've never seen them like that. Like I've only known how they are now, which is kind of gray. And like, there's a lot of bleaching going on. And it's just, it's really sad to see a lot of people kind of take things for granted. I th- I feel like we, we went through this, this, or I don't feel like we did go through this huge technological advancement of whether or not it's like technology as far as phones or like technology as far as as mass produ- producing machines things became so efficient so quickly and we had no idea the repercussions of our actions until pretty we- recently like the fact that we're able to produce There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Plastic boxes and bags and all these things on such a a huge rapid scale is horrifying and bendable in a way because it's it's such an achievement like it is an achievement and people should be proud of what they've created but at the same time the repercussions are are have have yet to be seen the full repercussions of our actions but yeah the environment is very near and dear to my heart and I will forever fight for it what what can we do like what what else do we need to be doing daily to help there are are so many things i would say the most important thing and the most reasonable thing that i can ask of anyone no matter their financial situation no matter thing stop using plastic bags stop it <laughs> right now <laughs> Like use reusable bags and don't put all of your produce into the plastic bags at the grocery store. Like there's no point in wasting all that plastic. You can literally, you're going to wash it when you get home. Just wash it off more thoroughly or, you know, whatever. But like. Or bring your own bag. I'm sure you can, you can get little teeny bags for your produce. For sure. 100%. And yeah, I, I do my absolute best to not buy things that are in plastic containers like if there's a choice between a chip 
that's in a paper bag versus a chip that's in like a plastic bag, I will choose paper bag 99% of the time, even though like most paper bags are unfortunately lined with plastic. But you, you do what you can, at least you can kind of bank on the fact that the majority of that bag wasn't made with oil. You know, did you know that's how plastic is made? It's made from oil. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So not only are, are is plastic like killing the environment in the afterlife, but the produ- the like way that they make plastic is literally killing the environment. <laughs> yeah. So well, and there are so many people that I've encountered that and they make jokes about it on TV shows and things like that. They're like, oh, there's no point. Like, why recycle? Like, it's not going to make a difference if one person doesn't do it. So what is your response to people who say that? <laughs> My response any time someone is like, it's not going to make a difference. I'm just one person. What can I do? Whatever. And I'm like, it fucking starts with one, bro. It starts with one. The most you can do is what you choose to do. You can't do what other people do because you're not that person. So the most you have control over is yourself. And the most other people have control over is their self. So the most that you can do is recycle, reduce, reuse as much as you can and spread the word. Get it out there. Like nothing is going to change if we all think that way. So it has to start with someone. And that's yes, like, because then you're going to teach your kids that too. You pass it down. Yeah. And we have conversations with our friends like we're doing right now. Like, I mean, there's it always I always say that like this is my main philosophy, whether it be in politics, environmental issues, social issues, relationships, friendships, whatever the case may be. I feel like the majority of our issues come from a lack of conversation and a lack of desire to have it. And that to me fundamentally has to change. Like you have to, you have, we have to get curious. We have to want to know about each other. We have to want to know about the environment or else we're just going to fall to our own demise here and destroy each other with either hatred or a lack of intellect and empathy. Yep. And uh, yeah, environmentally, I think that we all just need to to spread the word and do what we can personally. Thrifting is a great way to do that and repurpose uh, things like furniture and clothes. And the majority of Jordan and I's kitchenware is from thrift stores. And love it. Yeah. So do what you can. I could talk to you forever and ever. I know we have to probably (laughs) wrap it up soon, but this has just been such an interesting conversation. And I think I would like to just finish it up, bringing it back to acting have you always wanted to pursue acting did you know that since you were little when when was the moment that you knew this is what I want to do I had kind of like an aha moment in elementary school so there was this one time where they do class plays or school plays whatever and they're like little tiny tiny little things that like one gets a role so you have the the squirrel at the nativity scene or whatever in the in the play like they're just making up roles for anybody and there was this one time where my the the person or whoever came in to direct the play and they were like, all right, we're doing Rapunzel. And she goes, okay, do any of the boys want to be the prince? And none of the boys went up. None of them raised their hand. None of them were curious about it at all. And I looked around and I was like, I do. 
<laughs> I do 100%. And I was, yeah, I was the, the prince to, to our school's Rapunzel. And, oh, and I love that they let you be the prince. Hell yeah to that teacher. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was really, really cool. But yeah, and from then on, I've, I've been a part of every play that I possibly can, and I've loved it ever since. Who was your biggest influence, you think, growing up? Like who, what actor or actors, actresses did you see and you were like, I want to have a career like that? I mean, cliche, but Meryl Streep. Girl, she's, she's the queen. She's goaded. She's- for sure. Yes. For sure. She's just go the to. best. Yeah. Uh, definitely Al Pacino is someone I looked up to heavy as well. I one of my very early movies was the was The Godfather, and I remember being like, damn, this guy's good. And then There's so many. Yeah, there really is. And it's so hard because like once you once you get asked this question, it's just every single person's name just disappears out of your head. Yep, yep. <laughs> you'll think about it later. You're in your sleep, you'll wake up, be like, Oh, Emily Blunt. <laughs> yeah. That one. <laughs> For sure. Oh my god, the girl who was also in Devil Wears Prada besides Emily Blunt. And Hathaway. And Hathaway. Yeah. All just all three of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of them. Just the whole movie. Well, and Stanley Tucci's in that movie. Oh. Oh, oh, amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, for oh, sure. Tom Hanks so is another good. one that I really admired growing up. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. There's there's really genuinely a lot of people that I, I look up to that I have and always will look up to. And Was there a particular movie or performance by one of these actors that really had an impact on you? Like, a, yeah, The Godfather, for sure. Yeah. But something or like a go-to movie when you're sad or sick that you're like, yep, I'm going to throw this on. This is my go-to. My go-to movie when I'm sad. Oof. That's Mine's the Grinch. The Grinch. Jim yeah. Carrey. Holy yeah. shit. That's crazy. <laughs> Mine too. What? Are you serious? I am like, Zane, when I tell you that I am obsessed with that movie, I am obsessed with that movie. I'm about to cry. <laughs> oh my gosh it's it's literally like my favorite christmas movie my favorite movie in general like jim carrey's performance in that movie is unbelievable so like stands the test of time the part where he's like sitting there eating glass in his like yes yes oh my gosh that's so crazy because i'm the same way like ask nathan that is my not just my favorite Christmas movie, like you said, like it is my favorite movie of all time. Hilarious. And I love hilarious. that. He's just brilliant. He's brilliant. And I do these videos every year during Christmas called Grinchisms, where I do like Grinch impressions. And Insane. It's just oh my gosh. Did we just become best friends? I like, feel like we did. Is, Seriously. Ah, that's insane. That's so rare that you that you hear that. Oh my gosh, you just made my whole <laughs> this this conversation is just is just the best. I love okay. the, the jury duty, jury duty, blackmail. Blackmail, black pink slip, eviction notice, jury duty. Yes. Oh I, I can quote like ever. I have it on videotape. Same. Like I have this oh my god! Yes! <laughs> I will never part with it. Like it is just I have this little VCR. It's, it's up in this our, our board game closet and I used to watch How I Met Your Mother on it I only got like three channels but I'd watch, watch How I Met Your Mother Friends The Sing Off that's why I love the Pentatonix so much mm. but I oh my it, god it, it Pentatonix yeah oh I'm obsessed oh my gosh yeah Capricorns man Capricorns have you heard their song Run to You yes 
that like I just got chills. Like screw screw favorite movie or like put on a sad movie type of thing. That is my go-to thing when I am sad. That song in my ears consume me. That I love that song. My gosh. God. So beautiful. Yeah. They're just they're amazing and I think yeah they're my go-to when I need to prep for an audition like some of their that's one of them some of their songs like I'll put it on and it's just like my my mom says this she's like this is what heaven sounds like like them singing and oh. I'm like I don't believe in heaven but like if, if <laughs> heaven were it. to sound like something like it would sound like the pentatonics for sure oh my gosh just they're incredible yeah. ah, I'm so happy right now that's so funny <laughs> That's we saw them. We saw them a few years ago oh, live. Man. It was so. We'll have to go yeah. next time we're in concert. We'll we'll get we'll French go. martinis, go to Savannah, and go to Benedonics and concert. go to Pen- and then go home and watch The Grinch, Hell and it'll yeah. be great. Best day Dude, ever. <laughs> best day ever. Hilarious. I love it. Well, there was there were a couple plays I saw you in at the Academy. Every single time you blew me away. I think I had like a fangirl crush on you, like not in a romantic way, but just in like a, wow, like you were like the actress that Aww. I was like, I'm going to be like her. And I'm not just saying this because I'm interviewing you. Damn. And I think I saw you in the bathroom one time at like the Ha Ha Club or something. We were at like a comedy show and I saw you in the bathroom and I was like, oh my God, it's her. I have to say something. And I complimented you in the bathroom. I think it was the show Living Out or something that you were in. Yeah, Living Out. Yeah, you were just Oscar award winning worthy. You blew me away in that play. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I kind of forget the storyline, but I know that you you were a single mother and you're working for this family and then something happens to your son and just the emotional place that you had to get in for each performance. I can't even imagine. Can you talk a little bit about how you prepare? for doing a role like that. Yeah. Thank you for for remembering. That's really sweet of you. Yes, of course. <laughs> it had a really it really spoke to me it, that show. It definitely is for sure an an impactful show. But yeah, so so my son has an asthma attack and I wasn't there to take him to the hospital because I was working taking care of someone else's kids. It's about an immigrant family and the whole thing is she's working to save money to bring her son who's still in El Salvador. El Salvador? I think El Salvador. But yeah, she's working like night and day to save up money to bring her son from El Salvador to the U.S. because she couldn't afford to bring him along. And the baby that she brought to the U.S. was too young to to leave behind because she was still nursing him. And so the son that she did have dies because he has asthma and she wasn't there to take him to the hospital. It's horrible, horrible story. But yeah, so... The, I, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying with with politics and, and social issues, even it, it's all about empathy. It's all about empathy for me. Like you have to you have to be able to to really put yourself there to put some like yourself in their shoes and make them yours at the end of the day, because you know, acting is about being that person. It's not about acting like that person. It's about being that person and living through that experience. So you have to be able to, to empathize and to put yourself in that position. And for me, like the actual preparation part of it, it's, it really helps to, 
have an object that you have represent what you're dealing with in the in the show. So like for that one, I had like a fake fake baby wrapped in a blanket. So I literally just sat there with my head against the baby's head, like against the fake the fake baby's head and just imagined as if I was holding my dead child. Oh my god. And like that's the that's the place that you got to get to, but like with with things like that it can be it can you don't have to go so literal with it most of the time. Like sometimes if I am in an argument, like if I'm playing a scene with someone that I'm having an argument with or that I'm fighting with or trying to get to them, I press against the wall as I'm prepping my lines and I'm like prepping to like go into the scene. I like literally stand with my hands against the wall and push and I'm, I'm just like, please, please. And I say the lines and I try to like break down that wall. And like the fact, like in that, having that sense for me, at least like having the sense of pushing up against the wall, like I know I'm never going to push that wall down. It's a freaking wall. But like that element as an actor is insane. Like having, like pushing up that actual wall and like knowing that you're not going to break it down that is a powerful powerful thing to go into a scene with so it's just like finding physical things physical activities physical actions that trigger that for you that make that moment real for you i would say is the is the biggest tip that i have for uh, for getting into the moment yeah, no, that that's beautiful. I, I actually do that too. I, I use the wall or, or Nathan, I know you do like push-ups, mm. physical activity to to get you into that place. I use music a lot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was saying before, I'll, I'll try to find a song that really resonates with, with what my character is feeling in that moment and what, what I'm feeling and just I think for me yeah music and and physical exercises like that that coupling those together that's how I can get myself there and and you're right I think everybody just has to like find what works for them and you can kind of experiment I mean we were lucky enough to go to acting school and like use these tools that we were given but even if you didn't go to acting school that that's okay. Just for sure. Yeah. Listening also huge thing, like underrated tool. <laughs> right. Just, like, just be, just yeah. listen. <laughs> no one yeah. ever like actively thinks about listening, but like, it's a huge thing. <laughs> like, so, and it gets you out of your head yeah. too, because oh, you're putting it sure. on yeah. your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you so much for, for sharing that, Marissa. I know that that was probably a really challenging play and you did it a few times so having to do that like night after night I mean that's that's got to be exhausting that's another great question so and then we'll wrap it up sorry I could keep you forever it's all but good. when when you're doing a role like that where you do have to go that deep mm-hmm. how do you get yourself out of it and and recover at the end of the night and then be able to go back the next day and give a completely new fresh performance that you don't plan that you are just in the moment listening and it's still raw and authentic yeah i mean listening is a huge part of that like staying active in your listening because the thing is the person that's across from you 
is never going to give the same performance ever, ever. So picking up on their little nuances, that's why like relationship work is such a huge, huge thing when it comes to acting, like getting to know your partner and the little nuances that they have, because if you're not actively listening, if you're not actually listening to what they say and how they say it, you might miss things in in their delivery. Like if you're just like caught up on, okay, he stopped his line. Now it's my turn to say my line. Like if you're just waiting for your turn to say something, then you're missing out on so much meat to to react off of and play off of. So I would say listening is is key to keeping it fresh, to, to re- visiting that type of emotion and just like knowing that you are stepping in to the character like there's there's a difference between like 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 what I was saying earlier you have to be able to to like you aren't acting like that character you are being that character but like there's a there's a an important step there where it's like you are being that character when you are being that character and you are being you when you are being you there is a difference there is a difference between you and this character that's why like for me method acting will never work ever because method acting is a a well that will eventually run dry and it's challenging because then then you're instead of working through your own shit you're constantly keeping it at a point where it still affects you and you're bringing it up to use you know like so like say if if i had a a horrible horrible relationship with my mom like say i just had a really abusive relationship with her or whatever the case may be those are things that you eventually want to move on from want to heal want to recover from but if you're acting and you're always using your mom as your painful memory to go to whenever you cry or whenever you are angry or upset or hurt that means you're not past that moment in your life and that to me is unhealthy. So the best thing is finding that line between being the character on stage and being you when you're off stage. Yeah. Dude, sometimes Nathan, I forget that we were in a play together. Right. I know. Like the you, first you one. You guys were in a play together? Yeah. August yeah. well, 6th County. Yeah. Because we were, we were in the same year first year and then all that should happen and then you came back better and stronger and oh, fucking tore up <laughs> tore up second year with all those people oh let's all do a play together you guys <laughs> let's do it i'm so down let's start our own theater yes. company oh dude i'm down i i miss miss theater so much it's invaluable theater training i'm i'm so beyond grateful for it oh definitely oh, definitely nothing like live theater i miss it so much yeah i mean if you look at all the all the greatest english actors jordan and i've been realizing this recently because we're watching i don't know if you guys have watched outlander no i hear it's really good though it is it is really good but well i mean it's it's like cheesy romance novel but it's very entertaining but there's a lot of english actors in there and like watching the caliber of acting that comes from those english actors 
versus like the majority of American actors, it's just freaking tears above, tears above. And I, I personally think that a lot of that has to do with theater, like how heavy the theater background is there. I was just going to say like, that's where your listening comes in. Like that's where you learn to listen is theater, in my opinion. I learned really how to listen when I was in Landfield's class and we learned the Meissner techniques. I mean, that, that changed everything. I don't think I really knew what acting was until I learned how to fucking listen. Yeah. And it's so easy. Like just <laughs> they're talking to you. Fucking listen to them. My yeah. God, the answer is always in your partner. Yeah. And you're right. Like noticing those subtle differences in each performance and then they'll notice it in you. And then it will just organically be different every time without you trying or planning. And and yes, of course there's planning and homework involved, mm-hmm. but just going in and letting all that go. Yeah. And that's, being pleasant. that's exactly what every acting coach ever said. They're like, you've done the homework now throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> and yeah. that's that's exactly what it is. Like you have the substance, you have the meat, you have the subtext, you have all that. Now let the play let let the play play. Yes. And that's let the that's play it. play. I do really like to take some time to talk about mental health on here. And so what has your mental health journey been like? And has there been a moment where where you struggled with your mental health and how did you come out of that? Yeah, so I I didn't realize it, but for a while, like even before I moved to Georgia, I realized that I was definitely depressed. I was very antisocial and I, I still am. I can I consider myself a little bit of a recluse. Like I, I don't really like going out of my way to like hang out with people. I love the people, I love my best friends. I love hanging out with them and it's great, but like, the moment where I get to go home, I'm like, yes, finally. Same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I made it through. <laughs> I socialized. Exactly. Exactly. And so, but I I definitely realized that a lot of why I felt that way was because I was depressed and I, I didn't know it. And I it was almost as if like I wasn't allowing myself to know it. Like I, I, I was, like I said, I grew up with a very spiritual mom. And, and so like, I felt like she gave me all of the right tools to overcome things like depression, like anxiety and all that. So I felt like I would be a failure if I admitted that I was depressed or anxious or whatever the case may be. And I felt like because she gave me all these tools, I should know how to do all this. I should know how to get out of this. I should know how to to overcome whatever I'm going through. But I mean that that isn't the case at all. Like like just because you have the tools doesn't mean you know how to use them and doesn't mean you you are ready to use them. And and I I wasn't at the time and I definitely feel like I have been more recently. I've I've been the way that that I've been able to cope a lot recently is that that thing that I was mentioning is called the release technique. It's it's really cool. They have free Wednesday night classes every Wednesday. They do a a call and you do the release technique online. It's life-changing, life-altering. They have a whole 
like plethora of seminars that you can take and join and all that. They're a lot of money, so I probably wouldn't recommend doing those unless you're like really gung-ho about ritual awakening and healing yourself and your past traumas or whatever. But like they, if you want to start, start with the Wednesday night calls. Look up the release technique, Wednesday night calls, and it should pop up. Sweet. I'll put a link in, in your little bio too. Yeah, too. yeah, please do. It's it's really, really like genuinely life-changing. Like it it was like remember the time where I was like, Yeah, this is the best sidewalk I've ever walked down. That is the method that got me to think that way. That's the method that got me out of my depression, got me out of my anxiety, and got me to the present moment and just taught me how to to live live happily taught me how to go down the river without resistance and yeah just be also another another okay two book recommendations for mental health love yourself like your life depends on it that's a an amazing amazing book and if you follow that process that's in there it's genuinely like when i was like really really dark like really in in the depths of it that that book helped me out for sure and then also the presence process it's i just started reading it recently but i've jordan's doing it right now and my mom's done it several times this is i think her third time she's doing it right now as well it's a it's a 10 week process that you go through and but the book itself is is kind of like guiding you through the process before you actually do it and it's it's amazing like the little bits that i've done through the recordings and everything is is amazing in itself and i would definitely recommend that yeah so love yourself like your life dependent on it and then the presence process are two really amazing things thank you so much yeah. for those resources yeah i'm always looking for new book recommendations especially books about mental health and and i know People have mixed opinions about self-help books and like, oh, it's very self-helpy and preachy mm. and 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 I get that, but I feel like oh, there there are ones out there like these books. I'm sure that are really giving people what they need, and I, I think it just goes back to with the whole religion thing, like finding what works for you. Sure. When, and I'm so happy that you found this a release technique in these books that really helped you. And it sounds really interesting. I'm, I'm excited to, to look into that technique. For someone who is not really into like meditation and all that kind of stuff, like is it pretty open for anybody, beginners? Yeah, so the, the release <laughs> technique is definitely more challenging. Like that's something that you're going to have to kind of dedicate yourself to. But things like The Presence Process and Love Yourself, those two books are kind of self-explanatory. Like you, you read through it and then you do exactly what they're saying. Most of it is just breathing related, at least with The, the Presence Process. It's all about breath, pretty much. So you have to like really be in tune with your breath and the thing is like you can't you can't just do it once and be like ah this doesn't work for me like that's why this guy made the process 10 weeks like it's 10 weeks that's that's a long ass time that's why it's a 10 week course like it's not a one and done thing and he acknowledges that too he's like you're gonna be frustrated you're gonna be fucking pissed off you're gonna like your mind's gonna be wandering wondering how long do i have to do this why am i doing this yada 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 and like he all he says for that is embrace that 
like don't fight that feeling let it come up love it for what it is acknowledge it like feel that emotion don't be pissed off at yourself for feeling that way don't be like oh, i shouldn't be feeling that way don't judge it don't and like yeah conceptualize it is is he's just very honest he's like this process doesn't work for everybody like he said the exact same thing you said he was like I'm not claiming that this works for everybody. Everybody has a method to doing things that is right for them. This is just what worked right for me and seems to be working for a lot of people. So here you go. Have at it. Well, thank you so much, Marissa, for sharing all of those resources. Yeah. I'm really excited to to check them out. Um, and thank you for, for talking. This was such a wonderful conversation Definitely. and it went in places that I didn't expect. And, and those are my favorite. I plan some things, but I, I'm always so happy when they when they go off the chart. And that's exactly what we did. And it was awesome. I guess to finish up, is there anything you would like to promote your YouTube channel? Where can we find you? What's what's coming up? Yeah. For you? So yeah, I, I have a YouTube channel where I flip furniture and teach you how to store and reduce and reuse old stuff that you find at thrift stores. And yeah, you can find that at Miss Flips on YouTube. That is one word, M-I-S-S-F-L-I-P-S. -S or you can find me on Instagram at, at the Miss Flips. And yeah, I also have TikTok, same name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Indeed. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. I love those like home renovation shows as well. So Same. might as well, like I'd rather watch a young creative dreamer For do sure. it than these like wealthy people. <laughs> you know? you guys, so. But speaking of old wealthy people, you guys have to check out the Castle Remake show. Like it's oh, insane. Yes. It's on YouTube. That's awesome. Just look up Castle Restoration and it'll be okay. like one of the first ones. Maybe I'll, I'll probably text it to you actually. It's it's Please. really good <laughs> oh we're gonna live in a castle we're gonna live in a castle and we're gonna start a theater company and we're gonna drink french martinis listen to pentatonics watch the grinch and then and it's gonna we'll be in savannah, savannah. Be it'll be in savannah yes oh my gosh i'm so excited hell yeah it's gonna be the best day ever i love it thank you so much marissa And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy, the part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. Well, hello, dears. Welcome back to Game Time with Grammy. I'm your host, Grammy. And this is a part of the show where Zany lets me come out and play a little game with our lovely guest. And today, that guest is Marissa. Hello, Marissa. Oh, hello, Granny. How are you? I'm good. Oh, and dear, it's actually Grammy. With, Grammy. With M. Yes, oh, yes. my apologies, I would always, Oh, no, it's all right, dear. I used to yell at my grandkids if they call me Granny or Grandma. I am Grammy. Grammy, like the Grammy Awards, because I am uh, award winning and I'm a right. singer. Yes, of I'm course. a very talented singer. Oh so my sometimes goodness. we do singing games. Are we doing? What are we doing today? Are we singing today, Nathan? Today we are not singing. No, no singing. Okay, so unfortunately for you, you will not get to hear my beautiful soprano voice. Um, Dang it! But some other time. So Nathan, yeah. take it away, dear. Yeah, so what we have today is a crowd favorite. It's five-second summaries. Oh, I love that one. So what <laughs> I'm going to do is I have a stack of cards here with movie titles on them. You take a look at the movie title. 
you have to describe it to the other person without saying the name of the title, the actors, or the character names. Oh, God. You have five seconds to do so. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. That's not a lot of time, dear. This is going to be bad. <laughs> I'm just going to adjust so everyone, I apologize. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Five seconds. Okay. That is, um. so we can't say the name of the actors. We can't say the characters. Movie title. What about like a director or like if there's an iconic song? Yeah, okay. I'll let that one slide. Yes, okay, okay. Oh my gosh, we only have five seconds. <laughs> okay, uh, Marisha, dear, we're going to let you go first. Okay. Because, because I am a nice woman, but I am still very competitive, so beware. Beware. All right. So here we go. I'm going to cover the screen. Hang on. Oh, I can just close my eyes. Yeah, but I don't know if you're gonna be a cheater, Grammy. No, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a cheater. I win fair and square. They're close. They're close. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready? There... I'm gonna start the timer. In three, two, one. There is an alien, and he rides in a basket with kids on a bike. E.G. Correct. That was good. That was good. The alien confused me for a little bit. There's a lot of alien movies, but as soon as you said bike and basket, I got it. Very nice job. So who, how does the point system so work? So Marissa gets the point because she explained it in an easy way but for I you to understand. But I got it right. So... No. Oh, all right. Whatever. Okay. All righty. Give it to me. All right, Here we go. You can pick up the cuts. You're here. Uh, but I'm the star of the show. I'm the talent, as they say. Okay, here we go. Fine. I'll pick up my own card. Pick up two. Oh. And three, oh. two, one. Uh, a handsome man kills people, uh, but nobody knows he kills them. Kicks dog. Kicks dog? <laughs> what? That wasn't this, very good. I apologize. Is this Dexter? No, but similar character. Wait, is it American Psycho? Yes. Yes. Oh shit! Yay! Oh, give me the point. Because no, you don't get the point. <laughs> but she. But that was Dexter was close, and it led her to the neck, which was the right answer. Dang it! Good job. You didn't get a point. That was. I just. I'm scarred for life from the scene where he kicks that dog, and you hear it. I just. I can't do movies. Well, and that's why I have weird feelings about John Wick because I don't want to spoil oh, it but just man, you know yeah. Yeah, John prepare, but I love me some Keanu okay next movie <laughs> sorry I could talk about Keanu forever Marissa <laughs> mm -hmm. are you ready I am okay okay uh, three two one go it's a guy who finds a magical item that he puts on his face and he becomes really confident Stop. a magical item that he puts on his face that's mm -hmm. a good i like how you described that that was good <laughs> he puts it on his face oh my goodness i not his head but no. his face. a mask Oh, 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 the mask! Yes! Yes! Oh, that was good. That, you were specific. I appreciate that. Oh, my goodness. I, I was so close to being like, it's the guy from the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to be like that person, you and know? I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That was good. That was good. I had to think about that. We're okay to take some time to think about it, right? Sure. Yeah. I'll let you take a little okay, bit of time. You know. Okay. Good. That was good. Okay. This is so fun. I love this game. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. And three, two, one. Okay. It was a. It was a Broadway musical, and then I made it into a movie, and the movie Chicago. was horrible. The movie was horrible. Time. Time. <laughs> Is a Broadway musical, and they made it into a movie. And the I forgot movie to say a key horrible. word. It involves animals coming to life. <laughs> I don't think that was actually five seconds. So okay, let's see. What? Animals coming to life. The movie was terrible. <laughs> Can we give her a hint? You can, yeah. Did you give up? Did you give up? Wait, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> It's okay. Grammy's not going to get the point for this one anyway. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, just, I'll just try to help you just for your sake because it's funny. Okay, so <laughs> there's a bunch of creatures, animals. Can you just see what noise a... they make? Meow. <laughs> oh, cats. Oh, I just said it. I should have said meow. How easy was that? It was a Broadway show that they made it to a movie that's not very good. You could have just been meow. <laughs> <laughs> Just and a little tag. There's a lot of Broadway musicals they've made into movies that aren't very good. And, and that here's, wasn't here's the thing, though. I totally forgot that they made that into a movie because I didn't see it, you know? Oh. So I was just sitting here like, wait, no, The Wizard of Oz, nah. Like, what? I was you thinking don't need it's like. You did. Terrible. Could have just been meow. But, but there are a lot of movies about. All oh, right, all right. Moving on. Whatever. I shut it. Okay, Marisha. Okay. What you pick up the cards for her? That's not fair. Yeah, because she's in a different state. Well, you just ruined the illusion that she's actually here with us. Whatever. Zencaster sponsor us. We're bicoastal. Okay, we're making it a little bit more difficult. It's going to go down to three seconds. What? The, okay. What? Three this seconds. Ready? Okay. It's hard. Did she already see it? No, not yet. No. Okay, not Wait, don't look. Okay. And three, two, one. Black romance counselor. Ooh, that's a good one. Time. Black romance counselor? Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. A movie about a black romance counselor. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Can I have a hint? He's he's a guy. Oh 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 oh! It's Hitch. Hitch. Yes. 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 I was like black. That was good, dude. I, that's, a great, that's a great film. Now Will Smith. He's he's a handsome fellow. Oh right man, there. is he? Is he just? Yes, and he looks the he same. Just? He looks the same as he Big always facts. has. Honestly, my goodness, I haven't seen that new one that he's in though. Everybody oh, got nominated yeah. for Oscars. King Richard. Is that good? Has anybody seen that yet? I have not, but I've heard it's it's very good. Okay, well we we shall see. Wow, good good job there. Okay, it's my turn. Please pick up the card for me. This is my show. Wow. I want. I want. Oh oh, this is a great film. Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay, a woman is going to be deported, so she has to get married to this guy, Stop. and he lives in Alaska. 
Oh, uh, the proposal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he live in Alaska, but he's from Alaska. But that was yeah, good. yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Really, yeah. really a such a good movie. So Show cute. Movie. Yeah, and it, it it stars uh, a fellow a fellow Grammy. You know. <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Why? R.I.P. I think we referenced it in another episode. Oh, um, man. oh no. Okay. Just want to make sure we're all good. Over. Yes, we're good. But yes. Oh, Betty White. Gotta love that woman. She was. Oh, yes. It was the other night. We did a game with a comedian, and you with uh, Noah, the young ginger fellow. Oh yes, Noah Comfort. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. You know, yes. He's oh, hilarious. He's... He's great friends with my with my beau. Oh, yeah. oh well, then we can all get together. If you would have an old woman, we can all, you know, we'll do whatever you kids do. What do you do these days? You go on the social media. Oh, you do shots. Oh, 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 okay. Um, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I will try. I mean, I do throw back some Harvey Wall bangers. You know, back Ooh. in my day, that was that was my drink. Um, but, but where were we? Oh, the yes, proposal. Good, good film. Anyways, moving on. Let me go on tangents. I'm very old. I forget what we're talking about. What are we doing here? Oh, okay. Marissa, you ready? You keep me on track. Okay, three, two, one. It's an old man, and he goes in a house with balloons tied to it. Oh, oh, he goes, oh, up! Yes, I almost said it. (laughs) (laughs) Both one word, both one word. Close enough. Old man, old clown. That was was good. She's good at this. She's very good. Oh, she's Yes, yes, okay. Oh, okay. And three, two, one. A girl gets in a car accident and loses her memory, and guy tries to make her fall in love with him. Oh my God! It has Reese Witherspoon. Uh. No. I think you're thinking of a different blonde. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, gets in a car accident and he has. She she, she she loses her memory. And but he makes her fall in love with him, right? Yeah. Oh, this could be construed with another film. Dang it! I should have said where it takes place <laughs> because that's where you're from, Hawaii. Uh, maybe that helps. I can't say the actors' names. Um, um, is it Aloha? Is that what that's no, about? But no, but that is a great movie too. Okay, I don't know what Aloha is about. I'm just trying to think about fucking movies that take place to where like where i'm from it's two actors that have been in a lot of films together as romantic couples the wedding singer they were in together oh oh my god Oh my god, of course. 50 first dates. Yes, shit. Yes, no, it's shit. okay. Because it, I could, I guess it could have also been The Vow with Rachel McAdams because she, but I don't think it's a car accident. Oh, yes, they do get in a car accident. <laughs> they're making the love it's, in the car. Yes. It's a very, it's a very reused plot line. It really is. <laughs> yes, yes, unfortunately. But yes, good job, dear. That was, that was bad on my part. Okay, next. Next one. Okay, are we ready? Oh my goodness. I'm not looking. Here we go. Oh god. Okay. I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I haven't seen this movie in a while. Uh, three, two, one. 
A kid in high school tries to get a day off to. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh the, 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 the uh, Matthew Bar- Ferris Bueller is day off. Ferris <laughs> Damn it, I'm sorry. I, I was like, wait, shit, I can't say day off. No, but, 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 yeah, but it's okay because I got it. Yay! <laughs> no points and at the end of- <laughs> Oh, man. Well, how else do you say? Well, I guess you could say. Hooky, that's what we used to call it. Back oh, in the day. yeah, playing hooky. Shit. Which, where Shit. did that even come from? What's the history of that word? I should know this, and I don't. Okay. Cool. Nice job, nice job. Yes, my card, please. Thank you. Oh. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello, Clarice. So, oh, uh. <laughs> Silence of the land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does he even actually say that? Wasn't that proved that he doesn't actually say that? Yeah, I don't think he actually says <laughs> that line. People think that it's part of the Mandela effect, right? Yeah. He never actually says, hello, Clarice, but everyone thinks that he does. That's crazy. I could have sworn right? he says it when she goes to see him in the jail cell. Yeah, and like he says something else, apparently. Wild. Okay. Interesting. Right. right. We should fact check that, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Is it not? Yes. Is it not maybe in the second one? Hannibal? Oh. Oh, maybe. Maybe, potentially. But, I, I, I don't know. I I don't know if I've ever seen Hannibal, but might I, Yes, be? that movie scarred me for life. Decided I can never watch it again. Um, I have nightmares about that man. Damn. Sir, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Um, He's phenomenal. He, he was sexy back in the day. So... So sexy, but he haunts my dreams. Okay, moving on. Here we go. Okay, and now it's going to be even more difficult. We're down to one second. But that's impossible. What? No, we can do it. I believe. Oh, my believe. goodness gracious. Okay, all right. Good luck, dear. You right. got this. Here we go, Marissa. I'm not looking. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Give me time. Give me time. Give me time. Um, Uh. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Repent. Romantic correspondence on email. Stop. Ooh. What? <laughs> can I re-say what I said? Yeah, you can re-say. It. Okay, so I said romantic correspondence through email. Through email. Oh, oh, oh! I love her. Uh, you got mail. Bingo. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wonderful job. That is, you know, I had never seen that movie until Zany made me watch it because Nathan made her watch it. And it's, just, it's a nice, feel-good film. It yes, really it is. is. It's, yes. a cute, it's a cute time, for it's sure. Cutie. It's Tom and Meg, the great. Okay, give me uh, my card. Another, another couple that have been together in many movies. Many movies, yes. Oh, gotta love them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never seen this one. Oh man! Oh, and I can't see the guy's You're name. For a fun ride. Oh, okay, okay. I'll I'll just try. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. It's a holiday that happens over and over Stop. and over again. <laughs> it's a holiday and it happens over and over and holiday over. Holiday and the day happens over and over. I mean, technically, you said the word again. though, right? What? No. No, I said holiday. Okay. That's not the day. Let it slide. You know? So, okay. 
that clarification made it worse. I mean, I've never seen it, and I couldn't say the actor's name, so... It's a day, and it happens over and over again, and it's a... Like, it's an expression people use. Like, oh, oh it's... Yes. Oh. Oh. You know it. I feel it. Oh. Oh. Got something to do with an animal. Yeah. Oh, I should have said that. Groundhog's Day. Yes. Oh. Yes. I've yes. never seen that movie either. I haven't either. No. And, and it's one of those movies that people tell you, oh, you, you haven't seen that movie? You have to see it. And mm-hmm. so we'll watch that. We'll have to watch that, dear. Yes. I'll crash your movie night that you and Zany are supposed to have. Yes. And, uh, and yeah. we'll add that to the list. Please do, Grammy. Please yes. do. Oh, yes. Okay. Grammy will have some shots. Yes. One. <laughs> I'll break one shot down into three shots. Yeah, can I I'll, I'll convince you to have more Grammy. It's oh, okay. No. You'll be oh, you'll gosh, be part dear. of the clan. Okay, I'm excited, dear. Whatever you say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on. This is the last one each. We have oh, one goodness. more to go oh, each. Okay, we still got one second. My goodness, I'm not looking. You ready, Marissa? Yeah. Okay. 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 You got this. I believe in you. Three, two, one. A group of friends get drunk in Vegas. Stop. A group of... Oh! Oh, that's the one that Zany likes with that, with that actor that I... Well, I can say it because she didn't say it. Well, what it... The Hangover! Yes. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I didn't I didn't approve of some of the behavior <laughs> that happened in that film and the language, but at the end of the day I suppose it was pretty damn fun. I, I have a question for you, Grammy. What did you yes. think of uh the pictures at the end during the credits? Oh, you know what, dear? Grammy never stays during the credits uh, uh, because right. I'm very tired. My bedtime is seven, sure, seven sure. p.m. Yeah. So um, I did not see them, and I and I feel like it's a good thing because were they were they pretty raunchy? Would you no, say? no, no. They they were they were great. They were very neutral, very neutral. Yes, like the whole film wall. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like you should definitely give it a watch when you when you get oh, around to okay, it. Okay, dear. Well, you know, one thing at a time. Maybe after I have this. <laughs> The few shots, the few shots, and sure. I'll be okay, okay. with right. the with the the photographs that appear. Right. Okay. Yes. Oh goodness, <laughs> this is gonna be a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we have one more? This oh, is your last turn. one. Okay. Here we I'll go. Pick, oh, I was gonna pick it up. I was gonna be, you know, civilized, not a diva. Oh, I've never seen this one either. Oh no. Oh. Well, we got okay. the last one. So okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Gay cowboys. Stop. Oh, fucking Brokeback Mountain. Yes! Oh my goodness, was that a good clue? I did yeah. it. That's 100%. all I know about that movie. That's all I know. That's really all you need to know. Like, is is that's really all it is? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Just, well, just imagine the stereotype that comes along with cowboys, and imagine gay them being gay and Ooh. so like they're gay but they're not happy about being gay but they're so still they gay it, but they're still gay and they're in love it's it's a it's a great love story wow yeah. i know heath ledger god rest his soul is in it who's the other fellow that's gay? uh jake gyllenhaal is jake that- gyllenhaal yeah whoa he's i would say he's an actor like going back to our our interview he's definitely an actor that i uh admire greatly 
I feel like he is a very underrated actor. Like you don't hear a lot about yeah. him. But 100%. you should because he's he's great. I mean, he Zany talks about that Spider Man movie he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mysterio, I think is the character's name. Uh, yeah, and then his sister wrote a movie, The Lost mm-hmm. Daughter, and it got nominated for some stuff. Mm-hmm. So the the Jill and Hall are they twins or are they just related? They just I think they're just sister or brother and sister. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I'll have to think give it a watch. Yeah. You know, Grammy Grammy is trying to be more inclusive and Grammy's trying to learn and and not be so stickler about the ways I was brought up, dear. So that's why Zany allows me to be on the show because I'm trying to educate myself and, and love everyone. So I will watch the gays in the Brokeback Mountain <laughs> and I will do the shots and and uh, I will watch, watch the, the hangovers. Of- of the, the the men in the photos, um, <laughs> yes. So that's what this is: Grammy learning to be hip and and accepting. Of yeah, everyone. yeah, yes, we yes, love yes. an inclusive Grammy. Thank Let's you, go. dear. I'm trying. Yes, yes, and I and I will really try to stop using. Guzani was telling me in a brief intermission about the plastic bags at the grocery store. Uh, She's always yeah, on yeah, me yeah. about that. For sure, so, for sure. Um, so I will do my best, dear, for you because you're so sweet. Oh, thank you, Grammy. Appreciate yes, of it. Of course. Can you say your last name for us? Because Zadie and Nathan were having a debate early about it. <laughs> it is Godinez. Oh, so Nathan was right. Zadie was saying Godinez, but there's no little thing. Yeah, there's tilde. no, there's no Enye. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's so Godinez. Nez, Godinez. And what's your middle name? Elena. That's so beautiful, dear. Thank you. Yeah, it's Marisa Elena Godinez. And and you are, what is your heritage? What is your ethnicity? You know, um, all that jazz. I'm, I'm Mexican, baby. I'm I'm straight up Mexican. I love it. I love yeah. it. And no, so I'm, and then I'm, you... I'm a mishmash of things genuinely. Like I I'm a bunch of different kinds of white and then like thirty percent Mexican and like a bunch of other stuff. That's so interesting. And then you were living in Hawaii. What a beautiful place. I've never been there because my pale skin, I don't think it could handle it. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. There is a lot of sun and a lot of beaches. That's kind of why people go. Yes, yes. Oh, (laughs) I You should definitely go, though. Yes, I'll bring an umbrella, a big one, a big umbrella and SBF 500. (laughs) And it'll work. I'll bring Nathan along to carry my umbrella cute <laughs> well thank you so much for playing with us dear your lovely shawl and i'm pretty sure you won the game we don't even have to do the point count because i i yeah was not good. she definitely won yes. okay yeah. well more movies to learn about and watch and uh, wonderful job today dear good luck with your flipping of the furniture thank and, you um i got some stuff you can work on for sure I'll try oh, to yeah. your way. Yes. Hell yeah. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Ta-ta for now, dear. Lots Ta-ta, of love. Ta-ta, Grammy. Lots of love to you. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes of Talking to Nobody podcast. Available on all podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.